Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Patton Heels for Imar Insurance. Get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. So now... Andy, the Hoppy's ambassador, says that men's softball is an Olympic sport and very popular. My cousin represented Queensland for 14 years and played for Australia often. Queensland doesn't play in the Olympics, Andy. So you just <laughs> got to be careful. It's an Olympic sport. And have they played yeah. the sport at the Olympics yet? This, or is it just on the list of possibilities? I'm telling you, this debate will go nowhere. Let's talk about uh, a, a wonderful initiative. And we know this goes back to when Mel was running the show, uh, taking the team's to the country, and as I said, I was lucky enough to go with the Maroons a couple of times, particularly to the one uh, to my hometown in Bundy, uh, after Bundaberg had just been devastated by floods, and just the the uplift in community spirit. They're not there to you know to bring money and 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 you know basically rebuild homes. They're there just to help out uh, with the spirit, and that's exactly what they're going to do this year with uh, Billy Slater taking his team, and it was confirmed yesterday they'll take uh, to the Downs. And Rowan Sawyer, CEO of the QRL, is going to join us. Rowan, great to have you on board again, mate. Thank you for joining us. Morning, Paddy. Morning, Hills. Thanks for having me on. Now, Warwick is the destination, and you, you don't go into this lightly, mate, do you? you? You put a lot of thought with Billy and his coaching team and, and with your team at the QRL. Absolutely. It's probably one of the, the, the announcements of the year that you get excited about um, when you get to announce fan day because you're spot on. It's actually about the, the people in the region and our fans. So um, Mal sort of started the tradition probably about 10 years ago. Um, we've travelled out to the regional areas, and in particular regions that might have done it tough over the, the coming years prior to, to going out there. Um, and it's all about taking our players back to, one, get connected to the fans and probably um, get a bit of a grounding as well to, to go out into those regional areas and have a look at local footy. But more importantly for young boys and girls to come out and see their heroes and ultimately dream to hopefully one day be in their boots and put on a maroon jersey. So it's really exciting to be going out to Warwick this year. And I know Billy and the team um, are really looking forward to it. Oh, and I reckon you're maintaining a, a tradition with grandparents too, mate. It's in everyone's blood in Queensland, this. And, and this feeds the feeds the hunger beautifully. It's, a, it's an unbelievable initiative. Yeah, thanks. It, you know, as I said, Mal, Mal was the, the orchestrator behind this many years ago. Um, I've been out to, I think, three or four of them now. Um, we get tens of thousands of people yep. um, turn mm. up to these events across the year. Um, I think Maryborough, which was probably about three or four years ago, is probably our biggest, which you know, people think was over sort of that 10,000 mark. Warwick obviously has a pretty good catchment in and around it as well and pretty close for people to be able to, to travel to. We're actually doing two days this year as well. Yeah, um, I was going to so say, sort of it's, the... it's not normal that it's overnight, eh? No, it's... 
obviously Warwick's a bit closer to southeast and, and the camp. Um, usually we've got to fly in, fly out. Um, like Charleville, we had to charter in and out of as well because it is camp week um, and it is taking time out of the preparation. But the boys are going to train up there. Um, they'll spend the day doing some clinics with some young kids. We're going to have a fundraising dinner on the Tuesday night, the 5th of July. So um, if you want to come along to that and, and meet Billy and a, and a couple of the team, do that. But uh, Billy was really keen to make sure that um, we could spend as much time as we can. And as I said, you know, in a 10-day camp to, to get two days um, out in Warwick to spend some time with some, with the fans is, is huge. And I know that um, our staff are excited about it, but I, I know the look of the, the players and the feeling they get when they, they step off that bus and they see so many young kids sitting there with uh, with textures just to get signatures is is pretty pretty inspiring. Yeah, you're right. And then on the 6th, on the Wednesday, there's a street parade, there's a community breakfast, there's the clinics, as you've mentioned, and then a full-on training session. Um, at around about lunchtime at the Warwick Cowboys ground. So, yep, uh, you've got it all, mate. You've ticked plenty of boxes with this one. What sort of training session would they put on there? It, it's sort of uh, scheduled for an hour. What what sort of, uh, you know, display will they put on for the locals? Yeah, well, Hills, I'm hoping we're 2-0 up come game three, so I've probably got a lot of training sessions, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'll probably depend on how the series is tracking at that stage. But no doubt, by the time you get to that's early in the camp. Um, so, dare say, a lot of the guys have come off their NRL preparations or just come into camp as well. So, yes. um, it, it'll be a field session to get the legs ticking over and probably get a few of those combinations and connections back, depending on, you know, you may have had some injuries through the series in the NRL, so you may have some new faces. But, um, you know, you get limited time on, on the paddock in an Origin camp. You may only get three or four field sessions. Um, so I guess it's not about creating, you know, the skill level or fitness level. It's very much about, you know, making sure you've got the connection and making sure, you know, those three or four sessions are, are pretty high intensity and they get it right. So, um, you know, for, for young kids coming out to to watch their heroes and, and watch how they prepare and how they train the week leading in, but also the skill level that's involved at, at origin level, it's, um, it's always a great opportunity. And, you know, you don't get too many opportunities to see the best 17 players in Queensland on the field at once showing their skills. Yeah, it's exactly right. Tuesday, Wednesday, July 5 and 6. Now, mate, am I calling you Henry Kissinger as the master negotiator? Are you the one that got Cam Smith over the line? <laughs> it, it, it took a while. Um, yeah, I know. So it, uh, I, <laughs> no, I think, um, you know, Billy, Billy was pretty set on having Cam. Um, I had a couple of conversations with, uh, with Cameron and, you know, I actually was lucky enough to, to have, you know, the conversations and, and bring all the coaching staff on board. But, you know, they've been brilliant. Billy's been sensational. You know, he's, he's planning, he's meticulous in what he wants. Um, he understands, you know, how a camp works. He's played over 30 origin games. So, you know, someone said to me, you know, he spent nearly a year of his life in an origin camp, um, which yeah. is a, which is a phenomenal number. So, um, he's got a great relationship with Cameron. They obviously not only through the Maroons, but through the storm. So, um, he was really keen to assemble the team, but you've also got JT that comes in, which is fantastic, I guess, for, for our spine and our halves. Um, and also Josh Haddo, which is, I think, a really exciting one because Josh has got such great NRL coaching experience at the moment. And we all know that, you know, the game is changing and evolving and he'll bring a great dynamic into the actual gameplay from an NRL perspective, which is, which is great. And how's your year been, mate? It's, it, I think it's probably 11 months since you were announced as the CEO of the QRL, replacing Maury. What, how, how's it been? Um, it's been a challenging start to the year, to, to be honest. Um, you know, and I think that's for all sports. We had sort of COVID 
come back to us off the back of Christmas and really throw up some challenges for everyone. And then we were pretty heavily impacted in the southeast Queensland with the flood. So, you know, we had around 80 clubs that sat in um, flood-affected areas of junior football clubs. Um, we've provided assistance um, and funding to about 20 of those to get them back for, for community footy. Um, so we lost our office. So I think it's been one of those years where it's been a little bit stop-start, but the footy's been back, which is great. It's got people back to sport. It's got young kids out and about playing footy. And um, as we roll through the next couple of months, it's really exciting. So, um, you know, Origin's not too far away, which is, the I guess, the big shiny beacon that everyone gets excited about. But the Host Plus Cup, the BMD... Premiership have been outstanding for the women's and all of our junior football has been um, out there and strong and participation numbers off the back of our biggest year in seven years last year um, is tracking exceptionally well and we're, we're hoping to break that number from last year of just over 62,000 registered participants so it's um, it's been a, a challenging start to the year but you know hats off to our volunteers we've got over 20,000 registered volunteers who make sure footy gets up and going week in week out um, and it's great to get out to local footy and watch them thrive and Hopefully we can uh, have a great season from here on in. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, now the other one that I wanted to quickly mention, Katie Brown uh, had a chat to you yesterday. We're from uh, Seven and Sen, and uh, there's this talk about a, a national reserve grade comp. Um, you know, how will that impact uh, with our comp, with the Queensland Cup, with the Host Plus Cup, and you know, what, how far down the track are we with it? Um, it's it's probably. Um, it's in its very infant stages, I guess, in the sense that people are only talking about it. Yeah. Um, so I've spoken to the NRL. Um, I've spoken to the NRL clubs. Um, there's been actually no plan or structure put in play <coughs> for this um, competition. Um, but from our perspective, we don't believe that a national reserve grade is the right model. Um, yep. We believe in the state cup competition, so yeah. the Queensland Cup and the New South Wales Cup. Um, but we're happy to have a look at options um, to see what we can do to maybe innovate those. So... Um, you know, is it the addition um, of some NRL teams uh, inside that competition? Um, we've been working with the NRL clubs around the pros and cons, I guess, of everything. Um, it will take a lot of time to get through that. But, yeah. you know, we're, we're really happy with the status quo of our competition at the moment. Um, you know, we need to look to, to change and innovate. If we need to work with our stakeholders being the NRL clubs. We're happy to look at all options. I think, you know, having a closed shop to change is a, is a bad thing in sport. You've always got to have a look at, what's out there, um, but it needs to benefit all stakeholders and it can't just be, you know, an increased cost or burden to the game as well because we've seen with the under-20s competitions um, in the past, which was a national under-20s competition, uh, they're huge in resourcing, both players and staffing, um, yeah. and can be a big cost. And the efficiency of our statewide competition, uh, competitions, both men and women's uh, in Queensland, are fantastic. We produced over... I think 20 players into the NRL debutants last year out of our Host Plus Cup competition, which is a huge number. So, um, and the and NRLW, I think we've had nearly 50% of players through that um, play through to, to an NRLW team as well from a BMD competition. So the pathway's right, um, but we're always happy to look at ways to innovate yeah. our competition. Um, and, you know, we've seen it with Western Australia in the Waffle. Um, they have some of the AFL teams play inside their, their state competition. Um, so both West Coast and Fremantle have a team inside there, but they do have restrictions around the players that they have in there. So we're happy to talk. We're happy to have a look at all options. But, you know, our preference is to uh, make sure our state competition is the, the premier competition and thrive. Yeah, yeah. and the, the, Sorry, Hills, the, the, there ain't too much broke with the Q Cup, is no, there? The good players will still be there, eh? 
Uh, absolutely. And, you know, we're about pathways. And I think the other one of, one of the challenges around having a national um, competition or a national reserve grade is you narrow the pathway again because we only have four teams, obviously, inside uh, Queensland with Redcliffe coming on board next year. So at the moment, we've got 13 clubs across Queensland from the Tweed all the way through to Cairns. So kids can stay at home. They can play football. We've got more kids in the pathway. And yeah. as I said, the, the progression to NRL players and the way that the NRL clubs love their affiliations at the moment is, is good. So, yeah, we saw last year when we played both semifinals on grand final day, um, nearly a million people watched that second semifinal um, of Host Pass Cup, which, you know, probably shows it's the, the second best rugby league competition in the world. It probably takes on the Super League in a way yeah. um, from the quality that it produces. Yeah, good, good stuff. Now, the fan days are great. And this Warwick uh, itinerary of dinners and, and parades and uh, clinics is outstanding. What's country footy like? Do we still play a, a country amateur championship? No, there's no country amateur championship. We do have a, you know, we've got the 47th Battalion coming up um, in the central region. Um, up in the north, we do have a couple of regional carnivals. Country footy's been pretty strong, and I think one of the one of the challenges that I guess the southeast region had through COVID was obviously um, it was a bit of a hotspot. We had to shut down a lot. But when you went further north, in particular into the central regions and the northern regions, um, they were able to continue a lot of their football because they had a lesser impact of COVID and shutdown. So um, we've seen numbers in the country and regional areas still remain pretty strong. Um, like all things, there's a couple of age groups that we need to work on, um, particularly in the men's um, and, and the women's, where we started to see a little bit of a fall-off. Um, but they're all part and parcel of what we do with our strategy and make sure that we, we target those areas. But again, you know, lucky enough to travel around a bit into to country and regional areas. And you know, rugby league is, is nearly the only sport in, in most areas and probably cricket in mm. summer hills. So, um, you know, it's, it is the heart of the community out there. We, some of these small towns, um, you know, Saturday night footy is the, the social event that everyone you mm-hmm. know, rolls off the land and comes into town to, to watch that footy. So as much as about the product on the field, we want to create thriving communities through our sport. Um, and sometimes it's a bit of an outlet and a bit of a, a way to get away from, you know, what the week has been and catch up with a few people and, and just enjoy it. So it's always great to see that Saturday night football game and the, the town roll up to, to watch their local team. Yeah, I said the shiny night for the women is in Canberra this year, the origin on the 24th of June, and you guys are paying them the same as the men. Well done. Yeah, no, it, it was part of our strategy. Uh, the QRL released a five-year strategy uh, in 2019, and we always had um, trying to get to parity in that strategy. It, it just came early for us. Um, so last year announced that we'll have pay parity for our origin players, which is great. Um, you know, it allows them and the commitments they make to be able to to be paid um, equally for the men. So that's exciting. Uh, they do go down to Canberra this year, which is um, obviously a neutral venue. So we've played two in Sydney, two in Queensland. We hold the shield. So we're off to off to Canberra to try to defend that. And uh, it's probably going to be beanies and mittens. Um, yeah. I don't think a few of them were, uh, were overly wrapped after playing on the sunny coast for the last two years. Going to nation's, nation's capital in June. So, um, no, it's... The talent's phenomenal at the moment in the women's game. You probably saw the NRLW grand final on the yeah. weekend. Um, that was a spectacular game of football. And what we're seeing, if you, watch, if you get a chance to watch the under-19s um, origin game this year, it's nearly the first crop of young girls um, who have played rugby league their whole life. So they started at under-sixes. Um, and we're really starting to see some superstar talent come through there. And I'm pretty excited about the future of, 
our women's game, um, both contact and non-contact, but Origin as a product. So we go to two games next year of Origin in the women's, um, which is exciting, and we're hoping to get to three games in the next two or three years. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, mate, you've got pl- plenty on your plate, but uh, uh, we've got to congratulate you this uh, this initiative of taking the Maroons now staying overnight in Warwick. Uh, it's going to be fantastic, and it's uh, July 5 and 6 in Warwick, right in the middle of the uh, the Maroons' Origin campaign. So Billy Slater uh, leading his team out there. Rowan Sawyer, CEO of the QRL. Thanks for your time today. We've taken up a fair bit of your time too, mate. We made you late for work, I reckon. <laughs> no, not a problem at all. It's uh, always a good chance to, to chat about footy in the morning and have a great Easter, guys. All right, yeah, yeah you too, mate. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, Brighton Homes, open line 13 13 55. If you'd like to give us a yell, or you can text us on the Becker Watt Lawyers, your building and construction law experts. Their text line is 0467 736 736 SEN SEN. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.